Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We travel to see what's around the bend and what we're capable of. And now Capital One's new class of travel card can keep up with you. Introducing Venture X from Capital One. With 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy. Venture X, for those always asking, where next? Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Welcome back to the Science Podcast and Creating the Cosmos. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the great book by Brian, Brian Green called Until the End of Time, Mind, Matter, and Our Search for Meaning in an Evolving Universe. So we're going to focus on two things on this episode. That will be creativity and then also some just pure science about the sun and what's going to happen when the sun burns out, uh, which goes through several fascinating steps, uh, but also some overall thoughts about the book. So it's it's fascinating to read this. Uh, the scope of the book is, is very big. Um, and it's interesting to see how like, you inevitably run into some problems with describing everything about existence and the universe and life in a coherent narrative or in a consistent way because you would need so many different ways of thinking. So as long as you try to put all of it into one one type of, of uh, a perspective, it, uh, it becomes sometimes a little bit kind of forced or insufficient, but, but it's, a, it's an amazing effort and an endeavor that Brian Greene is, is has uh, he's trying to do here so um but you see the difference with when he talks about pure science it is blistering and brilliant when he tries to talk about other things it's a little bit problematic not because of of um his knowledge but because of the the approach to different topics this is uh, to put some broader canvas and background this is also like aristotle that you you need to you need to have different compositions of your 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 elements of thinking according to the subject that you are thinking about. 
So if you want to think about uh, like your mind or the material world or the meaning, these subjects are of very different nature. So you need different kinds of thinking. Uh, but over to the creative part. So he, he is referencing two people here. One is Albert Einstein and the other one is Marcel Proust. So these are two, two great, <laughs> great people, great thinkers, a scientist and, a, and also then a, more like a, a writer or a literary artist. But a few, few little uh, quotes here, a few small quotes that Einstein. So there's a great point here that Einstein's essential step toward reality was not driven by new experiments or data. So he was making thought experiments. And then also that he, one quote that he, he described his whole uh, intellectual process as quoting, thinking with music, and that he frequently relied on visual explorations free of equations and words, which is perhaps not all that surprising. So just like a little reminder and also a tips for anyone out there having new and interesting and exciting ideas about cosmology or about the universe that you can do a lot of work just in your own mind by being a creative thinker. So that's uh, also then confirmed by Einstein's own approach to these things. And I would still give a little bit of a, <laughs> I would bring back this idea about both the, the tip of the light beam, which he started with as well, but like what is happening there since there's no space and there's no time, there's something, there's much more to find out there. Another uh, little thought and idea is this, like, so if, if the universe starts with a, with a big bang and then, and then that's also the creation of time and space for our universe at least, and then it stretches out. So it's like, it's a little point and then it's like a little golf ball and then like an orange. And then, then it's just like this enormous whole universe. And space is that which is within this blob that is expanding. Then you might wonder, does this universe occupy any space at all? Is it, so it's not filling out a, a space that was there before, beforehand. So is it then at all taking up any space? And the point with this is like, you can say it has three dimensions or four dimensions if you think with time, but are these dimensions in conflict with other dimensions? In sense of, could you have, could you have several universes in the same place in a sense, because they don't occupy other universes same spatial domain or something. That's a thought to, to think about. Because if it, it comes from nothing, it expands and then contracts or, or whichever kind of end to it there will be. It doesn't, it, it wouldn't, if it doesn't conflict with other ones, it's like this multiverse vision of a sea of universes, then you do envision the, the multiverse as a giant space in which you have little bubbles, but they're all in the same kind of three-dimensional world. Maybe that's not the way to think of it. Uh, maybe you could think of it from other domains like uh, literature, a story. Does a story occupy any place in your head? Can you, how many stories is there room for in the world? They're just their own little worlds that you create out of nothing. And then, then there are <laughs> living worlds you can be in or like uh, your mind can be in, but then 
then you can change the story and then it will be it, it doesn't <laughs> crash with the first story okay so these are all just like loose thoughts little blips of of <laughs> maybe not seeds but things that could spur new thoughts okay so all of this came out from this einstein quote so uh, but then the second one is from marcel proust he's a fantastic writer in search of lost time is perhaps one of the very best novels ever written mainly because of his philosophy so brian green is quoting uh, a few things here so he says that art this is a quote from, from the book art he noted meaning proust noted uh, through art we can enter the secret universe of another the only journey in which we truly fly from star to star a journey that cannot be navigated by direct and conscious methods. And then he also said, which is a very famous quote from Proust, the only true voyage of discovery would be not to visit strange lands, but to possess other eyes, to see the universe through the eyes of another, of a hundred others. So there's also a related quote from Proust where he says that the, the, the true discovery of the world is not traveling through landscapes, but it's evolving new eyes to see what is familiar so that was the part with creativity and then there's a really great chapter called duration and impermanence chapter nine where he's going through the time span of the universe and like really he's using an image of the empire state building and then each floor is 10 in kind of the fifth or 10 and 10th. So uh, 10 billion will be the 10th floor because you have 10 zeros. And then the 11 will be 10 times bigger. And then the 12 will be 10 times bigger again. So he's trying to kind of truncate the, the time spans of the universe into a, a little image that you can think that, oh, we are now at the 10th floor. What will happen at the 12th or the 15th or the 20th or the 50th floor to make a little sense of it uh, and to kind of grasp it. But the part of the sun, so this is just pure science again. Uh, the sun is al almost 5 billion years old. And then there's a balance between the pressure from the, the, the burning core of it and the gravity. And this is in a, uh, like a standoff, as they called it. The gravity pulling inward the particles pushing outward because of the fusion reaction at the center. This will hold firm for about another 5 billion years. That's the estimated lifespan for our sun. And then things will change. So what will happen is that you will have, the sun will be eventually begin to implode because it has burned off enough of its fuel and then the gravity will be stronger than the push out from the center and then the sun will start to implode. And then you will have a few stages that because of this implosion, you will create um, stronger pressure in the core, which will create a much, much higher temperature than today. And that will ignite a new kind of, of nuclear reaction between the helium now it's uh, now you have a hydrogen burning but then helium will start reacting and then you will get a, a another kind of explosion or another burning 
which will last for a while and then this again then will and the fuel will burn out and then it will collapse further and in the end what you will see then is um, uh, as they just call it at eventually the sun's contraction will stop and you will leave behind an astoundingly dense ball of carbon and oxygen because you will never make a, a like a fusion reaction with carbon and oxygen because the sun is not big enough for this. The real giant stars will also start to crunching those together and create more materials, which is the material factory of, of the universe. Like the, the biggest stars just when they die and they start crunching together and exploding and crunching and crunching. So then you get all the different uh, uh, materials in the periodic table. So you will then have this thing that is called the white dwarf star from the sun. And this will continue to glow for a handful of billion years or more. And then what happens to the planets in this, this phase before that, when it starts to implode and then, and then you get a new set of, of fusion reactions in the, in the center. Uh, it depends because the sun will also start expanding so if the uh, some planets will just kind of spiral into the sun the earth is a little bit uncertain mars is probably safe so it's just gonna it's gonna go into a larger orbit around the sun but as i said the sun the the earth will also have a temperature for a few thousand degrees so it will be a different <laughs> place to live on but this is five billion years from now uh, okay, so that's uh, all we're going to talk about in this episode. Bit of creativity, bit of the sun. And um, we have two chapters left now. This is the twilight of time, quanta probability and eternity, and then the nobility of being. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, there's a sense of the book in general, just some overall thoughts again. The scope is very big. It's full of interesting thoughts to, to, to get your mind going. Um, it's hard to bring this all together. This effort to create a unified book about everything in existence is very hard to do. But so some of the chapters are a little bit kind of, you lose the main thread or the main frame of the book at times, but still it's, it's, a, it's, a, great, it's a great book to read. Okay, so we're going to stop it there and then we'll be back with more later. So thank you as always for listening and see you again soon. Understanding your immune system and the complex work happening inside you every day will forever change the way you think about your body. This is the epic story of Immune, a journey into the mysterious system that keeps you alive. A new book by Philip Detmer, founder of the popular YouTube channel Kurzgesagt. Filled with illustrations and information you didn't get in science class, Immune is available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day.
To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 